Principle 3. Seek and tell the truth. To tell the truth. It seems really simple, right? Seek the truth. Tell the truth. Then why do we as humans have such a hard time doing it? The memory of a strong rebuke or overstep from the past can hold fresh in our minds, making honesty feel like a relational risk. But as hard as it is to get real with each other, it can be even more difficult to be honest with ourselves, sometimes even impossible to tell the truth to ourselves. Some of this comes from our lack of desire to truly know the truth. To know the truth, we'd have to explore outside of order and risk peeking into chaos. So instead, we spend our time and energy projecting our insecurities and issues onto other people, making them the problem while pretending like everything is just fine with us. As a side note, and in my experience, fine, F-I-N-E, stands for effed up, insecure, neurotic, and emotionally unstable. But what might be possible if we were willing to step into the chaos to find the truth? We might discover the purpose and meaning we've been longing for. This is the way of the good entrepreneur. Chaos and order. I have a client who had portrayed that everything was working well in her life. But there were hints that told a different story. In one conversation, the carefully crafted facade came tumbling down. On the outside, I look like I have it all together. The home in the right neighborhood, the sports cars, a month vacation in Spain, a handsome husband and two bright kids. But the truth is, I am completely bankrupt inside. I don't know who I really am. I'm constantly morphing depending on the situation I am in. During the daytime, I seem to be able to hold it together, but when I lay my head on the pillow at night, I toss and turn, worrying about the charade I am keeping up and wondering when I will be found out. I have friends I don't fully trust and a husband that barely speaks to me, not to mention a non-existent sex life. I'm afraid my son has learning disabilities and I found a joint in my daughter's bedroom last week. To make matters worse, my business partners want to invest in a new product and I have no available cash to put toward it. We're barely making our payments on our current obligations. I've dug myself deep into a hole like I always do, like my father said I would do, and I don't know what I'm going to do. The other nine people in the group we were in sat quietly as the tears ran down her face. She began to sob, her truth spilling out with every tear. The confessions of my client weren't shocking to me. From our first phone call, I could tell that she was barely holding it together. People are constantly telling things about themselves. and Sometimes they even use words. She was exhausted from keeping up appearances. Of course, initially she didn't acknowledge this verbally. But once I started to really listen, I could hear the truth trying to break through. But you can imagine why she wasn't thrilled about going there. Chaos is the unexplored territory. It's the person who is different from you. It's the idea that doesn't match your ideology. It's the fear that your incompetence will be exposed or the skeleton in the closet will one day walk out into the open. Chaos is the feeling when your best friend lies to you or your spouse cheats on you or your child is arrested. It is the dragon that cannot be slayed. When you live in chaos, your dreams fade. You don't know who you are, what you're doing, or why you're doing it. Nobody loves to explore the chaos. We crave order. 
But here's the problem. When you avoid chaos, you avoid opportunities for growth. Not only do your dreams fade, but so do the dreams of others. All innovation, invention, and possibilities start in the world of chaos. That's where truth can be found, and that's why we must risk going there. Yes, truth. The kind of truth that sets you free can be right smack dab in the middle of chaos. And although most of us are just hoping we don't have to touch the chaos with the 10-foot pole, the good entrepreneur knows that if they're ever going to uncover the truth, they're going to have to venture into the unknown. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with order. Order is a safe home to live in, a place with food on the table and a family that trusts one another. It is faith in an entity or a country or a currency where everyone knows the value and hierarchy. It is the job that you have held for years. It's the one thing that is uniquely your own, providing two of your most basic human needs, security and identity. It is trusting that you're accepted despite your inadequacies because the other person knows they are the same. It is the feeling you have when you hold your newborn baby in your arms, and for a moment in time, they are perfect. When your kids respect you, that's order. When they go to rehab, that's chaos. When you make a profit in your business, that's order. When your business partner embezzles money from you, that's chaos. Most entrepreneurs crave order, but thrive in chaos. The good entrepreneur thrives in the balance between the two. Consciousness. In between order and chaos lives a third option. That option is consciousness, and that is where the good entrepreneur thrives. Consciousness, as I'm using it here, is just a fancy way of saying truth. To say that I'm conscious means that I'm someone who seeks and tells the truth. When Adam and Eve took a bite of the apple in the garden, they became conscious. They became aware that the paradise that they inhabited, while seemingly perfectly ordered, was bordered by a world of chaos. In other words, they saw the truth. We know this balance between chaos and order because it is inherently built within us and the stories we have been telling since the beginning of time. It is found in the Bible. God created the heavens and earth, all you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness, Genesis 1, 1 through 2 in the message version. It's in the ancient Roman writings. I found Rome a city of bricks and left it a city of marble. It's even seen through Sebastian the Crab and the Little Mermaid. Listen to me. The human world, it's a mess. The reason that moment of confession in my client's life was so valuable was because she became conscious. She saw things as they were, and she was willing to tell the truth. It's a beautiful intersection, chaos and order. This is where consciousness lives. This is the point of the yin-yang symbol, a perfect circle with the white side embodying order and the black side embodying chaos. But within the side of order, there is a black dot hinting that order is not perfect, that a serpent can enter the garden. And within the side of chaos, there is a white dot reminding us that even the most chaotic season can be redeemed. Both chaos and order touch each other, closer than is comfortable and necessary to be conscious and fully alive. When we have an honest, objective view of ourselves and our lives, then and only then can we begin to have the impact we long for. Straddling these two worlds, fully conscious and openly honest, is the embodiment of being mature. It's the way of being the good entrepreneur. What you need 
to be successful. Over the course of my career, I've had countless conversations with leaders who hold incredible positions of wealth and power, but still feel insecure about the positions they hold. There is a common refrain I hear whispered, if you only knew the truth. In other words, if you only knew what I struggled with or what was truly going on with me, you'd see me very differently than you do. I even once heard the preacher Hayden Robinson say during a sermon, if you knew me the way God knows me, you probably wouldn't like me. The world tells us what we need to be successful in Ivy League education, a ton of wealth, all the books and podcasts you can fill your time with, a subscription to the Harvard Business Review, and more strategies and tactics than the next person. But let me tell you, the one quality that will make you successful over and above any of those things is an ability to seek and tell the truth. If you can see a situation clearly, tell the truth about what you see and admit to yourself and others that you don't have all the answers, that will be far more powerful than a diploma from a prestigious university. Let me share three stories to show you what I mean. A young man from New Jersey went to college, but dropped out after his freshman year. He moved to New York City, raised some money, and launched a credit card company that gave social perks to its members. After that project faltered, he went into business with a rapper-turned-businessman, and they launched a product that gave people access to celebrities through their proprietary platform. They then decided to launch a music festival on a Caribbean island. The launch video went viral thanks to the help of social media influencers sharing images of models frolicking on a beach, laughing, playing, and looking like they didn't have a care in the world. Almost 8,000 people bought tickets. This young man continued to raise money, borrowing nearly $7 million leading up to the event. Sound familiar yet? When the thousands of fans flew to the island for the festival, they didn't find supermodels sipping champagne at a luxury resort. Instead, they found FEMA tents, slimy sandwiches, and an equally slimy entrepreneur trying to control the unruly crowds with a bullhorn. Social media feeds were filled with the truth, and this entrepreneur could no longer spin his way out of trouble. He was eventually indicted, convicted of fraud, and sentenced to prison. This is the story of Billy McFarland and the Fire Festival. The next story is about a young woman who grew up in Texas and went to Stanford. She too dropped out of college after dreaming of a product that could forever change the medical field. Focused on the mundane but necessary world of blood testing, she invented a machine called the Edison that could apparently run dozens of tests using only a single drop of blood. Investors flocked to her idea, giving her company a valuation of $10 billion and making her the world's youngest self-made female billionaire at the age of only 30. She too continued to raise money, each round of fundraising providing the necessary cash to stay alive. Walgreens signed on as one of the first clients and began to roll out the testing to the public. The only problem? The results they showed didn't come from the Edison, but rather the older testing systems that had been around for decades. A book called Bad Blood was written by a Wall Street Journal reporter, and the whole fraud came crashing down. As the company imploded, it negatively affected her 800 employees, along with two former U.S. Secretaries of State, a former U.S. Secretary of Defense, two former U.S. Senators, a former U.S. Navy Admiral, a U.S. Marine Corps General, and two CEOs of publicly traded companies all of whom were tasked with providing oversight on the board of directors in exchange for being richly rewarded in compensation. This is the story of Elizabeth Holmes, who fought to the bitter end and denied the reality of her situation. 
The final story is about two friends who were upset that they had to spend nearly $800 to hire a private driver. To solve the problem, they decided to build an app that could hail cars on demand. Their company began to grow rapidly, starting in San Francisco and spreading quickly to New York, Paris, Singapore, Los Angeles, London, Boston, and other major cities all over the world. They used dubious and often illegal tactics for their meteoric rise, preferring to ask for forgiveness instead of permission. With nearly 110 million users worldwide, its popularity is undeniable. Yet the company is fraught with issues. Harassment allegations, a frat boy culture, and a win-at-any-cost mentality culminated in several scandals, including illegally obtaining the medical records of a rape victim in India. The CEO was finally fired, and the new CEO began to install a culture of truth-telling. When they finally disclosed their financial numbers for the upcoming IPO, the public was stunned. They were generating billions in revenue, but they had yet to turn a profit, losing as much as $5 billion in one quarter. This is the story of Travis Kalanick and his company, Uber. Now, let's just imagine for a second that these three entrepreneurs, Billy, Elizabeth, and Travis, decided to get real. During the most trying times in their lives, imagine if they had chosen to be completely honest with themselves and each other. I am in way over my head, Travis would hopefully have said. I promised the world transportation on demand that was as readily available as running water, and they believed me. If they only knew the shortcuts I took to get to this place. You think you have it bad. I promised to change medical care for everyone on the planet, Elizabeth might add. I had an idea at the age of 19 and it took off from there. The intoxicating combination of the press and investors fueled our growth. But as it turned out, I lacked the maturity to look at the truth of the matter and realize that I didn't know what I had signed up for. Well, at least you're not in prison, Billy would chime in. It's hell in here. Knowing what I know now, I should have pulled the plug on the whole concert. At one point, I thought about doing just that, but I had lies piled on lies, so many that I couldn't see the truth. I knew that if I pulled the plug, I would get sued and potentially end up in prison anyway, so I rolled the dice to see if I could pull it off. Did we have the option to stop the chaos that was consuming us, they would ask? We had no choice but to see our stories through to the end, no matter what the circumstances they might conclude. We burned our ships at the shore, and there was only one way out, straight ahead. Yeah, and I'm the one who famously said, the minute you have a backup plan, you've admitted you're not going to succeed, Elizabeth remembered. And that is certainly one choice. But the good entrepreneur knows, in the depths of an honest moment, there is another way. It's truth that will help us find it. A better way. Sitting with leaders in the most vulnerable moments has taught me a lot. Primarily, it's taught me that the way of the good entrepreneur, the better way, is available to all of us. We just have to choose to be leaders who can be honest. Leaders who can be vulnerable. Leaders who can tell the truth. Let me share three more stories to show you what I mean. Over two decades ago, my friend bought a lawnmower and started mowing lawns. His ever-ready smile, Texas work ethic, and generous personality got him his first client and then several more. As his success became public, a jealous competitor sued him and almost stopped his progress completely. He fought with what little money he had and prevailed, barely. Morning after morning, he toiled away long before the sun came up and well into the hot Texas days. He hired an employee to help with the work and then several more to keep the company going and growing. Some months were better than others, but he stood ready for the challenges of the journey of the entrepreneur. 
choosing to make decisions that would benefit him in the long run rather than simply looking to make a quick buck. The stress of running the business negatively affect both his health and his marriage. But instead of giving up and giving in, he chose a better way. He chose to work on his relationship, focus on the health of himself and others, and grow his business in a way that valued honesty. Ultimately, he found financial success. He now has multiple homes, drives any car he wants, and flies on private planes frequently. But more than that, he has found relational success. People who know him well would say he is the most generous person they know, offering to pick up checks at meals, paying for trips, supporting nonprofit organizations, and leaving outlandish tips for servers when he hears of the hard times they are going through. His employees have had their lives changed for the better because of his genuine desire to see them build a better life for themselves. He could have chosen the path of least resistance, but instead he chose a path of a good entrepreneur. This is the story of my friend Jeremy and Prestonwood Landscaping. The next story is of a woman who was born to be a writer. From a young age, she wrote at every chance she got, finally crafting her skill into several published books as an adult. Nearly a decade ago, she built a business that would allow her to share her skills with other potential writers. One client led to another client who referred a third, and soon her schedule was packed as she tried to juggle the demands of helping so many authors craft their books. She's built a business from the ground up while working on her craft, taking care of her employees, and diligently maintaining a high-touch experience for her customers. Ten years is a lifetime in the entrepreneurial world, and she has shown the tenacity necessary to not just stay in business for the decade, but to continually grow along the way. But even with the success she's had, every new contract or promising idea is often met with skepticism in her mind. When I asked her about her hesitation, noting that her success was something she should be proud of, she spoke honestly about her experience. Having been raised in a fundamentalist religious culture with strict views on the role of women, she still felt the distinct pressure to find a good man, stay home, and have babies. Her willingness to be honest with herself and with me was admirable. Choosing to tell the truth was her first step to trading skepticism for optimism in her business and in her mind. This is the story of my friend Allison Fallon, founder and creator of Find Your Voice. The final story is about a friend who has found his purpose by helping others find theirs. He invites these seekers of truth to his office and diligently documents their life stories, uncovering clues that shed light on their core self. After several days together, he takes the raw material and helps create a roadmap for their life, giving them clarity and focus. But what truly sets him apart is the way he values honesty in the process. He refuses to let you stay where you are and gently pushes you toward your purpose. He has been doing this work for years and has helped hundreds in their journeys. As demand has grown, he has grown a team of facilitators and developed a technology platform to document each process. There are hundreds of people in this world who have radically changed their lives because of this process and his willingness to bear risk. This is the story of Pete Richardson, the man who was instrumental in creating the Patterson Center and the life plan process. I would argue that although Jeremy, Allie, and Pete may be lesser known than the Billy McFarlands, Elizabeth Holmeses, or Travis Kalanick's of the world, their contributions have made a more positive impact on the world. You may not find them on the cover of Forbes yet, but you will find them to be examples of leaders who chose a better way, a way that values the truth, a way that makes them good entrepreneurs. Okay. So here we come to the end of chapter homework. 
how do you find the truth? It is incredibly hard to tell the truth to someone else, and it is almost impossible to tell the truth to ourselves. For this reason, we need to ask for help from someone who knows us well. This person could be a spouse, partner, longtime friend, or sibling, but choose someone who has witnessed your highest highs and your lowest lows. Once you have selected the person, ask them to reflect on the following questions regarding you. Ask them to take some time to really think about it and tell them that you will be okay if they offend or shock you, but you need 100% honesty. Then invite them to a coffee or drink in a private location so that they can give you their answers. Your job is to act like a reporter by listening intently and asking clarifying questions. Don't be defensive. Be curious. Remember that this is only one person's opinion and they may be projecting some of their own issues in the answers. The questions are, number one, what is it like to be in a relationship with me? Number two, what is the best part of being in a relationship with me? Number three, what is the worst part of being in a relationship with me? Number four, what is my superpower? The thing I do without even trying that is unique to me. Number five, what is one thing I need to start doing? Number six, what is one thing that I need to stop doing? Number seven, what do you want for my life? And number eight, what question did I not ask that I should have? While they reflect their answers back to you, make sure to write them down in your journal. One final note, this is an incredibly hard exercise to complete. So if you're feeling scared or apprehensive, this is normal and a good sign to continue seeking truth in the midst of chaos.